welcome, welcome, welcome back to the eighth episode of the Axed Effect, where you can join me, Tim, and me, Alex, on our early onset midlife crisis-induced nostalgia trips as we try to hold on to adolescent uh, concepts such as finding and enjoying new music and playing video games. Um, and we kind of haven't talked about music for a while, and so we, wanted to, uh, we want to get back to that. And we want to um, get back to that by, by trying out a format where um, we each gave the, gave the other person two albums to listen to. So now we have to report back to each other uh, and just, you know, have a little discussion about, about these four albums. Uh, I think there's not, we haven't really uh, come up with a, with a name for that format yet. Well, we are, we're open for, for uh, any ideas. Suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. Um, but I think we need to ease, in, uh, ease our way into that idea, I think. And we probably should do that by talking about it is probably the singular most popular thing that we have talked about on this podcast yet i think that's true probably right i'm not sure what you're referring to so just 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 to keep, the, keep to talking to the first album the, the, to the album that you're going to talk about now oh yeah that if that's the first thing we're talking about then yeah like there's 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 no way around that thing that's that, for sure i i i think so and as it is um billy eilish's Billy Eilish. No, it, that's that sounds like eyelashes. That's a, that's not a good way to phrase it. It is um, when we all fall asleep. Where do we go? By Billy Eilish. Um, so Alex, just go right ahead. What what are your thoughts on this album? So my first my first um, thought that I had when you told me that you would like me to listen to that record is um, kind of an anecdote that came up. Um, I think that back when we were we were still in uni, I think I was the one to reach out to you and send you a video, I think made by the New York Times, um, about how Billie Eilish makes her songs. And I think I sent that to you. And I was like, hey, have you heard of this person, Billie Eilish? And she was like already like being super hyped. And you were like, oh, that's really interesting when I sent you that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was you who I sent that video to. So my first first thing was I went back to that video and I was like, okay, let me kind of rekindle that memory because when she first popped with that record, um, I was kind of, you know, it, it was kind of in my peripheral peripheral vision, if you will. Um, I didn't really pay that much attention to it. So by the time everybody had already gotten on board, I was like figuring out, okay, who's this Billie Eilish person and why is everybody talking about her? Um so coming back now to the record that I had previously listened to, but not excessively, um, was still kind of like with a fresh set of ears. Like I obviously knew what her deal was now and, you know, the kind of like person that, that the media makes her out to be and so on and so forth. And my, 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 my gut feeling is like, she's kind of like the Gen Z spirit animal. So if there was like, a, if like, if like Gen Z was condensed into a person and just all the traits and everything that, you know, I see on like TikTok or Gen Z memes and like all that type of stuff was condensed into one person, that'd be her. 
she's the spirit of Gen Z to me. Um, and I think I think my first takeaway from the record is um, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like Gen Z. Um, it sounds really colorful, really funky, really all over the place, but in a very like organized chaos kind of way. Um, at least for me. So what I mean by that, and again, I'm a drummer. I'm not a musician. So take everything I say <laughs> with, a, with a pinch of salt. Um, she has She's cycling through like a lot of poppy kind of like interesting musical themes and ideas and has these like absolute bangers on that song, uh, on that record as well. So maybe, I mean, the song that probably everybody has listened to and has heard over and over and over. And um, that is still remarkable to me because it still makes me boogie when I when I when I hear it. Like I like when I was listening to this record, I was like dancing in my kitchen to that song. Is a song called Bad Guy, which is probably, you know, it's it's unavoidable. It's everywhere. Um and it's a good song for very obvious reasons. So maybe we can just like play a snippet um of that song now. obvious reasons i mean that's just a bop that whole thing is just that like that that makes me move whether i want it or not even in preparation for this podcast this morning when i was listening to it again i was just sitting here just like nodding my head and just dancing in my chair um now there's several things that she does in that song that she um does throughout the whole record which is um or again drummer here so take it with a take it with a pinch of salt um, she does a lot of harmonizations or a lot of vocal-based harmonies that um, kind of are almost like a foundation layer of most of her songs. And I think those are just intense. Those are really, really well well done and really well executed. Um, and she has this, which is another theme of the record for me, this kind of like toned down, hushed voice kind of aesthetic um, where it's almost like she's kind of whispering to you but in a very musical way. Um, and I've I've literally wrote this down because I couldn't describe that any couldn't describe it any other way. I was like it has this drugged out, toned down Xanaxy hushed voice that is always tired and is an aesthetic. So that's very her. Um and that kind of cor- like correlates with the very like toned down um, general aesthetic of the record. I would say a lot of it feels 
condensed and dim and not very loud and in your face even like the even like the louder parts quote unquote like in songs for example um see me in a crown when she's kind of escalating um the voice performance or the vocal performance is still almost whispery and even though the bass is obviously you know driving the whole thing forward it's not loud like none of that is is very impactful um and it still manages to create tension and atmosphere and like um, an impact that normally like heavy bass drops would do and like loud orchestration and stuff. And she's very, very like, like they, cause it's her brother and her, I think um, they're very, very good at producing these very interesting kind of um, innovative type of songs. And the reason why I feel like it's such a, it's such a Gen Z type of thing. And obviously I had to realize that in the in the process of researching this, many other artists try to copy that type of songwriting, this kind of like laid back, chill, but kind of moody, um, this kind of like toned down, but really emotional. Um, and I feel like that's just, just a theme that I'm not sure whether she established that, but she sure, certainly fucking perfected it. Um, now, those are the very obvious things. Um, and when I came back to it, I was like, okay, it's a it's a good pop record, and like a few of the songs I already knew by heart, like "Bury a Friend" or "See Me in a Crown." Um, um, but the things that I enjoyed most um, from the songs were were the songs where she could actually, um, or where her vocal performance really, you know, stood out to me. And um, there's two two songs that I. Um, that I would like to play some snippets from now. Um, number one is, um, let's do goodbye first. So I think that th that song more than any other on the record epitomizes everything that is great about her to me. Because um, that vocal performance is outstanding. The production is just astounding. Everything about that song and that, that, that performance is just dialed in so perfectly. The reverb, the atmosphere, uh, the harmonies don't feel 
um, like they feel incredibly musical for some reason. They feel so much more nuanced and interesting and less flat than traditional pop music. And um, I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and the other one, that was a song called Goodbye. And the other one is Listen Before I Go. Take me to the rooftop I want to see the world when I stop breathing Turning blue Tell me love is endless Don't be so pretentious Like you do If you need me Wanna see me Better hurry Cause I'm leaving soon So this is my favorite song, my absolute favorite song from the entire record. Um, this made me want her to produce a jazz record. Because those sirens in the background, that kind of like blue mood, midnight jazz bar piano thing that is going on, and just her so sensitive, subtle voice performance, vocal performance, sorry, like the like good goodbye and listen before before I go both make the hair on my arm stand up like that is just it, it's kind of it's kind of incredible and I'm I was I was puzzled how I missed that when I um when I first listened to the record it was probably because I wasn't really paying attention to it and skipping through it um but especially these like toned down numbers that never really got much airplay outside of like like in, inside the in, inside the media or something those are the songs that are liked the most and um i've i've gone on youtube and i've looked at a few um a few of her live performances um and the thing that i found was how incredibly difficult it must be to perform these kind of like toned down voice performances, this like hush hush vocal type style when you're playing, I don't know, a fucking download festival in front of 80,000 people. Especially with songs that have kind of like a hype energy, like See Me in a Crown. Um, you know how like rappers, when they perform songs live, they sometimes just yell into the mic and not really pay attention to their vocal performance. <laughs> That's what I found a, a bunch of times. So I stuck with a I stuck with a normal recording because I feel like this type of shit thrives on intimacy. Um, because that's ultimately what I got from it. Oh, like yeah. if I if I had to 
pick a setting where I would watch a concert with her, it would be like like an unplugged gig or something. Because um, all of these songs have that type of vibe to it. Like with especially with the last one, I could see her and her brother sitting on a rooftop in New York City under some kind of pagoda and it's raining and a police car is driving by and it's midnight and they're just playing for the two of them. Or like maybe there's like one other guy sitting there smoking cigarettes or something. Like that's how powerful that that song is to me because it like it literally creates images in my head. Um, so yeah, um, maybe conclude the record overall. I had a really fun time going back to that. So first of all, thank you for making me listen to that again. I don't think I would have ventured back into her music. Um, and I uncovered some some gems that I, especially like in quiet moments over the past week, I actually just listened to for myself, like when I went on walks and stuff. So yeah, I had a really fun time um, and I would recommend listening to her music outside out of the, you know, the few mainstream songs that get massive radio play. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> or remarks? Mm, I guess I'm just, yeah, I think I'll, I'll just join mm-hmm. in a little bit and then we'll get probably some back and forth going. So uh, first of all, when you say the the songs that haven't gotten much play, we're still talking about 230, uh, 283 million plays That's why on Spotify. I specified so, radio plays, but you're, you're absolutely correct, obviously. She's, she's, she's insane. Um, this, I share basically uh, all of those sentiments. Um, how I got, uh, came across that record um, was... Like last year when it came, uh, not last year, two years ago when it came out, um, you know, as you said, there was a buzz around uh, this name uh, even early, yeah. years before that. Um, um, and I you obviously heard that name a couple of times, as you said, kind of in that Gen Z type of uh, spirit animal, the next the next big thing kind of context, but didn't re- I couldn't tell you. I don't think I, I heard any songs of her. And then early 2019, I heard um, Bury a Friend. I And I don't, I am not exactly sure where I heard it. I also, I, I would almost say it was some video that my girlfriend showed me where that was the Ooh. background music. Some, I think something, some dancing thingy, whatever, some contemporary mm-hmm. dancing thingy. Um, and I was like, that, that's a good song in the background. I don't care about the dancing, but the song <laughs> fucking slaps. Um, and then I, and then I came across it, um, a couple of weeks later, um, once more. And, and I, I don't know if I, uh, Googled the yeah. lyrics or whatever. I found, I found out which song it was. And then there was this name, Billy Eilish. And then it's like, oh, this is, this is who this person is. That because uh, that way I I think I um I would probably say that if something's too hyped too popular there's some immediate defense mechanism of oh I don't want to like this shit uh, but in in this, this way I found out that I liked it by myself and then uh, in retrospective realized oh this is already fucking yeah. huge <laughs> but then I just and then uh, when when I realized that I Probably might like the album. I just went and listened to it, mm. and again, as you as you laid out, uh, a lot of the things that I felt uh, w- when listening to it, um, 
I listened to it a bunch uh, t- uh, in that in that summer, and even uh, even after yeah. that, even till today. Um, you know the whole thing about the I I don't know if her music really captures um, Gen Z. I'm I don't know, wh- but I mean her image certainly does to a degree. I I think, um, and I also think that you're right about you know that. Something that you uh, in the beginning you, you called it uh, kind of colorful, and then later on you call it toned down. And I would absolutely agree much more with the with describing it as toned down. I think it's overall most of the time yeah. pretty dark. You know, um, there's some kind of nihilistic edge yeah. to it almost, but in a very musical way. I think that is what it all comes down to. You talked about the vocal harmonies. I think that is a big strength of the album. Where first of all, the whispering thing. I don't think I don't think it's uh, only difficult doing live. I think oh, yeah. uh, whispering, doing these whispering kind of uh, vocals that well is also absolutely difficult in general. Just making making it sound that good on on, on a record is a skill. That she certainly possesses, like probably no one else at uh, at this moment. And then you know the the harmonies. I think one difference maybe with her versus a lot of other pop music is, I mean, in pop music, R and B music, vocals are you know um, doubled and, and harmonized all mm-hmm. the time. You know that's just that's just how it's done. That's just to thicken them up, to add some texture to it, to add some more musical context to it. But in her case, with a lot of her songs, it's like the harmonies and the doubles are almost at the same level as the main yeah. vocals. So that it's not really in the background to thicken it up. It's just you have that all around you. You have like five voices that are almost equally loud around you. And that also creates a lot of um, intimacy um, and just a lot of depth. If it's done well and yeah. it certainly is done well um, and I also agree with the, the mo- my most f- my favorite moments on that album are the more quiet ones I mean sure bad guy and um, you should see me in a crown are you know bangers yeah. they're fun but when she really shines is when when the when it's a bit quieter and then they have this habit of you know bringing in bringing in super yeah. loud bass, but only only for really short periods and only to underline that kind of um, I'd say um, that contrast, you know, yeah. just to have that dynamic in it, and that works really really well for me. Um, but in the end, the the instrumentals that are in the background that that are the backdrop of it. And while they're pretty quiet, pretty dark, pretty far away at times, they are still super, super musical. As you said with Listen Before I Go, it's like a very, just a great jazzy kind of chord progression. And you need to, I'm almost certain that at least one of the both, her or her brother, Phineas, I think is his name, at least one of them has some kind of classical musical training. Because otherwise, I mean, because I don't think they they do have have like a lot of you know additional songwriters involved. 
I don't think that's the case. So that for me means that uh, they they know what they're doing on their instruments. You know, uh, without a question, piano, without a question, playing um, playing the guitar, right? All of that. Also, I think I ju- I just love the usage of uh, the usage of, of field recordings, as you said, the the sirens. Yeah. Um, Bury a friend is is probably the prime example where there's just a bunch. Just there's like a dental drill in there. There's all kinds of weird noises yeah. and and weird um, sound snippets, but they all fit and they all underline the um, mood they're going for. And I think it's um, in the end, it just has a lot of depth beneath uh, that pretty, you know, marketable and and accessible aesthetic, aesthetic that they have going that clearly works for them. Yeah. I mean, the, the, as we laid out, but there's just there's substance to it. There's a reason for why it sounds that good and for why it works. It's not a co- coincidence. And as yeah. you said, there's a bunch of people that try and copy it, but there's nobody that does it to no avail, as, as well really. as they do. To no avail, really. And I think one last thought, um, maybe the main thought, is um, I think it's just a masterclass in doing a lot with a little. There's they, they, Their um, arrangements are really... I, I wouldn't, you know, sparse in a way, but in a positive way, where there's not a lot going on with like uh, five different instruments playing on top of each other. Yeah, there's basically uh, like um, one main instrument that carries the 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 the, uh, the, the um, instrumental. Then there's drum and bass, and then there's the, her wo- voice. As we said, a lot of a lot of singing. On every track, um, a lot of doubling harmonies, whatever. Um, but that's it, and they make it work with a, with just concentrating on doing a, a few things really, really well, uh, as opposed to you know just doing a lot of things just to to make it sound big or anything. Yeah. Um. I I think just some of the 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 rhythms, some of the the drum sections are really. Uh, simple in a way, like four to the floor, backbeat, backbeat kind of stuff. But it's all, you know, done really well. They, the the sounds are picked well. The bass drum, the snare, whatever. Then there's little, you know, imperfections in there. There's some some groove in there, and they concentrated on making the few things that they did sound really, really, really good. And that's just. That's just a recipe for for success, I think. Yeah. Um, so, sh- sh- sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to 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 emphasize with that, um, or em- emphasize on that a bit more because um, I I fully agree with everything you said. Maybe to kind of um, just clarify my point, I meant colorful in terms of the vocals. Um, colorful in the sense that it's a it's a very type of. Um, like within the within the toned down aesthetic of the entire record, with the what you call like sparse arrangements and the very reduced kind of kind of production that they not production, but the very reduced kind of ambience that they have going on, her vocals and the performance is still really colorful. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel bleak or empty. It feels like it's it's still oh, yeah. f- filled to the brim with with nuances and aesthetics and 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 for, okay, me, and for yeah. me that's, that's for me that's just very colorful true, yeah. and also like the the amount of variation that she has going on in terms of sounds and like new ideas and they all kind of work though. Um, in terms of the nihilistic edge that you mentioned mentioned upon, 
I purposefully avoided going into the lyrics because I just didn't feel like interpreting them or like elaborating on them. I was more focused on the music, if you will, and the performance. Uh, I'm oh, I didn't I didn't even mean that lyrically because I I didn't do that either. It's yeah. just like the overall aesthetic. Yeah, of the whole it, thing. to a certain degree, she toys around with those ideas. Also, like if you look at the music videos and stuff. But um, yeah, I avoided that on purpose, and all of it feels like it's been reduced, uh, like recorded and reduced to a very small space like you said like she's almost whispering in your ear um, so yeah hands down amazing production and I think uh, to that point I think that they produced a lot of their oh yeah bedroom production like literally literally in their bedrooms yeah yeah that's, that's like, the video uh, I was talking um, about that's the video I was talking yeah. about um, so that really I think that just shows up in the in the um, final product. Oh, they they nailed that. They translate they translated that perfectly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, should we do some kind of uh, verdict type thing or just? Uh... I would just like to say I'm happy with it. I think I don't need to rate. Yeah. From my end, there's no need for a rating. I mean, if you feel like you have yeah, you have an appropriate no. rating, go ahead. But I I'm not gonna. All, all I'm gonna say is I had a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, if if anybody uh, would give it the verdict, it would be you because yeah, you were the one. I loved it. I loved. I loved. It, I loved listening to it, um, to it with a new set of ears, or like a fresh set of ears, essentially. Mm. Um, there's parts of the record that I liked more than others, obviously, um, as it is with 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 pretty much every record. Um, but yeah, I had a fun time. That's that's great. Um, so also, it made me really happy when you said that. Um, who were glad that I recommended you the <laughs> album because that is, I mean, that is basically what yeah. this segment is for, or this format is for. Um, so um, now I guess it's it's uh, your turn to make me talk about one album that you chose. Is there any, do you have a uh, preference? I mean, we have one more um, medley kind of album. Yeah. Um, and then we have one that is, a little bit more in the uh, in the vein of, of of maybe what we just talked about. So it's you know up yeah. to you. What what do you want me to I, talk about? I think about? I think we should start with um, we should start with the Northline record because it's yeah it's, I think it's, so it's, too. it's thematically just, a bit more you know on the other side of the spectrum. Just just get it get it over. <laughs> with, right? Oh my god, is it that bad? <laughs> No, no, I mean for the <laughs> listeners, for no. the not, not so metal uh, inclined. That's a listeners. fantastic record. That's a fantastic record. You mm, recommended me the album um, "Alien" by Northlane. Came out in also 2019, I think. I right? think it's a 2019 release. Yes, you mentioned it in context of um, you know um, post-human in our first episode. Um, and I also I listened to a couple of songs back then in in response to that. Um, so there are going to be some co um, you know comparisons between the two. They're coming. They're they're going to come up naturally. I do not want to overly rely on that comparison. So please go ahead and stop me if I if I get into that too much. <laughs> I shall um, because it's it's very f hard for me not to do that yeah. because I think they're just. Very comparable, but also shouldn't do that. You just should, you know, analyze a record for for what it is on mm. it on itself, right? So, um, just some overall thoughts. I, I I'd say um, 
the album is absolutely massive. It is super, super loud. Um, it is basically, um, yeah, I think a gent type of, of a metal record. And the reason why you brought it up in context of, of Post-Human by Bring Me the Horizon is that it also has a lot, a lot, a lot of electronic slash, you know, synthesizer sounds in it and working with a lot of these influences. I do think that the album has at least a solid baseline of just bone-crushing riffs and uh, a lot of catchier moments thrown in there. I think it's it has a lot of dynamics uh, dynamics to it. Uh, you know, a lot of quiet parts, a lot of loud parts that just keep the thing going, that keep it interesting. I think the song structures they vary enough. You know, they have. It's not a progressive like uh, linear songwriting type of thing where oh we're just uh, gonna put. 12 different riffs in a row and call it a song. <laughs> but it also doesn't fall into the, okay, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus type of thing. Yeah, it's not a Rammstein record. <laughs> I mean, that's the basic rock um, yeah. and pop uh, song structure. They don't fall into that as well. I think it's, I, I think they, they have, I, I found a really nice, I found that they worked with a really nice middle ground um, to structure all of those different uh you know, sections and, you know, the more medley type things. And they, you know, switched in and out of different styles of very, in a very, uh, you know, accessible manner, I would say, in a manner that that made sense to me and wasn't too overwhelming. Mm. Um, now comes the but, though. <laughs> no. Um no, this is just. I think it. Uh, it just now we come to the comparison to post human. Maybe I think it. It is a lot more relentless. It is more brutal. It is a is more unforgiving, but it is also a little less varied. I would say, um, and I think that is especially true in regards to the synth sounds. I think that uh, the synth sounds. Or to put it in another way, the synth, bass guitar, and guitar sounds are oftentimes very, very similar. Um, they have a very distorted bass sound a lot, of, a lot of the times. That sounds a lot like the very down-tuned and low guitars. Just they're working in similar ranges and just similarly distorted. And also, on top of that, they work with the one particular ba- uh, synth sound that they use like almost exclusively for the riffy kind of uh, synth passages that's very growly and in nature very similar to the bass and guitar sounds and oftentimes they layer them up which obviously leads to those parts sounding super massive but I think there's also some type of um, you know minimizing returns you know it's like this kind of genty thing is already massive and you're just trying to get it from 99 to 100%. And I wish that at, at times they would have picked a couple more different bass sounds, just like um, um, that That would have added a little more, you know, it's just something different in there, right? Um and also, they obviously uh, work in a lot of um, synth 
pads and, and atmospheres and so. But that's not a particularly novel idea in that genre because the the, the whole gen thing, synth pads have have been used for for years now. I think in that genre, in order to give those those genty riffy breakdown kind of segments a little more depth and depth and not just have the guitars blasting uh, the whole time. I think that's that's been around. Um, but I don't want to overstate the the negative um, side of the thing. I just wanted to give an overall, yeah. you know, an, an overview maybe of, of my thoughts on the thing. Maybe I wanted to, maybe I want to get into a little bit more specifics, right? For let's just start with the song, maybe, um, maybe with a song that that I maybe the song that I enjoyed the most of the album. I'm actually curious is, about that. Uh, what do you think? I, I legit can't tell because I I was okay. I was not sure like this record for me giving that to you I, I feel like I knew that you would on some level be able to appreciate it but it felt very hit or miss um, just be, like because because I we will get into the the specifics later but I feel like I understand a lot of where you're coming from um, and what your right. what your what your remarks were so sure um, so I think one of the songs that I enjoyed the most was 4D. <laughs> nice. Um, just gonna play, uh, go ahead and play it. Let's just let's just stop it here. I think I'm gonna. I want to play another part of the song mm-hmm. later on, but just, um, just to get into what we just heard. I think what's what's obvious is that the the type of synth sounds are, you know, different from what we maybe talked about uh, on on Post Human, where this is. Um, I think this album is a lot more synthetic. And that is not necessarily a criticism. That is just a way to describe the aesthetic, right? Um, I think um, that relates to the synth sounds they they choose. That also relates to the way they the, the guitars are produced and mixed, um, where they are super loud, super compressed. Uh, the album, um, the guitars and the drums, they are almost hissy at times. I would say. That's just a that's just a a choice um, of you know what sound you're going for. It leads to the album being you know feeling more synthetic to me. Um, and you know I think when we talked about um, the Doom soundtrack and and Post Human, you put that very very um, eloquently when you said that it this this type of of music sounds like. You know uh, this picture from the from Doom, where this hellish red energy is cursing through, like floating dirty stones, and that that is as at the same time very organic, uh, but yet you know there's there's energy, there's uh, something synthetic involved that just 
is some kind of contrast going on there. And this album, in, in comparison, sounds a lot more... It doesn't sound like like red hell energy running through floating heavy rocks. It sounds like uh, greenish data streams running through a circuit. You know, it sounds a lot less like killing demons on Mars and a lot more like I'm hacking the mainframe to me. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I can't wait to get back on that. Sure. <laughs> um, uh It, it, to or to put it in different words, this album, a lot of the the associations that I get from that is um, like early 2000 sci-fi or like action movies. It's also at times it sounds like um, like something that would be in the background of of like either some kind of sci-fi cyberpunky uh, role-playing game or like something that would be of of a Need for Speed uh, soundtrack or Burnout soundtrack. Um, okay, you guys can't see so this just, right now, but I'm twitching in my seat and I have to intersect here. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> go ahead. Go I ahead. have to intersect here because I have a I have a tiny bit of remarks written out on my screen um, where, I, where I described my aesthetic prior to you um, getting into what your perception of that song is. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it out. And 4D, for me, always had this very specific late 90s kind of Jason Bourne action or sci-fi yeah, movie yeah, chase yeah. vibe. It has a very, and I, I, I'm just reading out what I wrote here. It has this very soundtracky quality, very digital and cybery feeling, um, almost like Matrix style code, but instead of green, it has like blue lights and it's flashy and floating around, <laughs> and it has a really like blue and sharp quality for me to it. So we're on the same page with that, my guy. <laughs> well, well, whether whether the energy is green or blue is up for debate, but. Overall, I think the the thoughts are very very similar. Yeah, we're But aligned that with that. To, that speaks to how um, how strong that that association probably is, right? And how how clearly identifiable yeah. it is. Maybe I mean we in German there's a um, there's a saying that is uh, one uh, two idiots one thought. Yeah. <laughs> But I think um, that wouldn't be just us. I think that's a A lot of people would get that yeah. out of, of the um, of this, and I think this is it's probably the strongest in especially the intro of 4D. But it's it's something that is it goes on throughout the entire album. This is like the 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 overall aesthetic that um, that they're working with, um, you know, with their synth sounds. Um, and it's the most drum and bass they get actually on the record, I think, because it's like very this, forward yeah, driven thing, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I have to say that I just personally do enjoy the the former, like the Doom aesthetic, a little more. Also, I I I'm not really on board with the this overly loud, compressed, hissy kind of metal production. Um, but that's not to say that. I don't really that that I that I didn't also really enjoy this. It's just yeah. to to talk about some of the different and to talk about some of the associations. Um, another thing that's oh perfect. Just let it let the song go on for more a couple more uh, seconds here.
Um, so yeah, this is in, just uh, gets right into the next point I maybe wanted to talk about, and that is the the clean singing, uh, which I think is great. I think he has a great voice, a super um, tight vocal performance on this thing. Um, I think while this is probably the just most sing along chorus on the whole album, I think there's also a lot of other ones that are just. This well-crafted, hooky kind of, of uh, you know, choruses that are really fun. I, that that uh, nice contrast to the more unforgiving, just riffing that is going on. I just to me, I couldn't help but feel like this is uh, that he sounds so much like Chester Bennington, <laughs> uh, and that that is, I think, that's a good thing uh, in in the first place. But then there's. At at points, at some points in the album, I think the uh, the association with with Linkin Park uh, vocally and instrumentally is just a little too much at times. But that's a very very select uh, moments on this album. Overall, I I really like singing. I think it it suits the 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 album really well. Just to give a, maybe a little bit more um, context as to what they're doing maybe uh, maybe on the metal side of things um let's just listen to talking heads Ooh. which i think was a single probably right this is the lead single off of that album was it i think talking heads was one of the singles yeah one of the singles okay i think i think talking heads and bloodline yeah 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 I mean, this is probably, it shows what I described up until now. There's just really, really heavy, slow, uh, bludgeoning uh, gent riffs. Um, and there's really, they're really committing to some of the synth sounds they're going for, right? They're not half-assing them. Uh, one thing that I maybe missed a little 
and that's pretty but that song kind of shows that as well is like the metal parts are at times maybe a little I wanna I don't want to say uninspired but they're pretty simplistic I think and that's probably maybe a choice that you make in order to make it work with the other influences I don't know it's just for me that is where the album at times falls a little flat um Uh, and not for in in contrast to this uh, the song vultures i think this is riff wise the most interesting song the, the song that is just the most fun to bang or head head to for me where they have like a couple of different riffs and they're the most technical uh, the least synth sounds maybe on the on the uh, uh, on the whole album on that track Set fire! I think that makes the contrast a little clear where this is these are like stank face kind of riffs right this is there's a little technicality to them there's just they're just more interesting to me they're more fun to 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 you know bang your head to and I think this comes maybe down to to wrap the whole thing up a little bit I think while they did a great job of of as I said committing to this mix and committing to a very distinguished um or distinguishable uh you know synth influences and putting them in there they they, they committed on the on a macro sense so to speak but i wish they committed a little bit more on on different parts right commit on a like a really like a little more on the guitar parts maybe like have a couple more dominant guitar parts in there and let them take over a little bit there's almost no leads guitar leads on the whole record there's there's maybe a half of a solo or something um and i'm certainly not the type that that needs a, a guitar solo in every single song um but you know commit to being a metal band as well maybe and have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My mic just wandered off. You couldn't see this, but it just randomly started <laughs> to elevate on the arm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, commit to being a guitarist, commit to being a bassist, and have li let them have a little fun too. And this maybe is somewhat of a, a transition to the last song. Um, sim which maybe comes down to a similar problem, uh, which is um, what's a sleepless is the song, mm -hmm. and it is um, a bit of a ballad, I would say. Mm -hmm.
and there you're going with this really really toned down um you know really for the first time really a super clean and clear bass super low um this kind of drum and bass type uh of beat um very calm vocals and i think that's really beautiful especially with the the uh, little um snippets in the background those uh, sh short uh, sax lines that are in there i think that's a very 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 great uh, soundscape but then like somewhere halfway into the song they go into You know, they go in this really climactic uh, rock bandy, big chords, slow rhythm type of thing, um, including including a EDM riser uh, with <laughs> with the typical accelerating bass drum underneath it. And this is the moment, the first time on this album where I was like, "All right." This is an, this is enough. Now calm down a little <laughs> bit. Um, where I where I felt like um, I felt like the I loved the first like two minutes of the song, and I should just should have stuck with that. I think this was really something that was different that was daring in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that still fit the vibe of the album, but then they were like, "Oh, yeah, this is the last song of the album. We need to to end on a big climax." And they they do this. I didn't really care for the whole big uh, climactic kind of uh, metal thing in the end. That didn't really do it for me. I just found it was kind of, you know, a shame that they just didn't commit to having that really be a ballad from front to finish, right? Mm. Um, and I think that is maybe the, the conclusion that I, as I said in the beginning, um, I really, I enjoyed the album yeah. overall. That's just the first thing. I think it has a solid, again, it has a solid baseline of of just being a gent album that that is just fun. And I do think that they know what they're doing with the synth influences um, while the, the, the specific aesthetic that they're going for you know that's a matter of taste um but they know what they're doing it's it's incorporated well it's a varied a lot of the times but at times i just there there was just something missing maybe for me every now and then for me to to really really love the album right um where do to do this album this idea of okay this is like a Matrix synthetic uh, thing mer merged with the Jant album. I think that is daring on a level, but then again on a on a part to part like um, a bar to bar basis, they were a little less daring. That ultimately led to it being, you know, missing a I would say a little musical depth, right? Mm. Uh, maybe for me. So, uh, but. In the end, I really enjoyed it. I listened to it a couple of times. There's definitely songs on there that I will listen to a bunch in the future. Um, 
yeah, that's that's these are just my thoughts. But I'm sure you have something to to counter on on some of these uh, arguments. I mean, similar similar to to what you said um, about my experience with Billie Eilish. These are also all things that I I feel like I somewhat expected um, from your perspective. Um, and with a lot of it, I think I can can sympathize and to a certain degree also agree. Um, both of the records that I gave you, um, if, we're, if we're sticking to this for the time being, both of these are, um, for me, relatively personal choices because um, they both they both are important to me. So, in terms of in terms of the impact, obviously that has to be taken into account if you're emotionally involved with the lyrical contents or 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 with the with the subject matter overall um and i think that was a big deal for me with that record because um it's i think it's the second record that they recorded with their singer um marcus bridge who joined after i think the original singer left a few years ago um and maybe to jump in on on a few things that you said first of all i think the vocal performance is outstanding um if you yeah. look at oh, yeah. if, if you look at if you look at the live performances that they pull off um it's unreal how tight they are and it's yeah, especially unreal how Marcus delivers live. In, in my point, like from my perspective, he is at least in the top three of modern metal performers in terms of vocals. My personal, he's at the moment just in terms of how he delivers live. He's probably my number one. Um, and, I can see that. And just in terms of like his proficiency and his ability, and like just just the shit that he pulls off and how it gives me goosebumps. It's 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 nuts. Um, Obviously, it's it's not a surprise that there's a there's a very um, I want to say rhythm rhythm fetishizing record or rhythmically um, rhythmically oriented. No, that that's bad English, Alex. Um, a very rhythm <laughs> a very rhythm oriented um, heavy heavy record uh, as a part of my list or. That it just seems like something that I would give other people to listen to. Now, unarguably, um, this this record by Northlane is um, a lot more based on what you described as like the bone crushing heaviness and and the rhythmic paradigms that they go through. Um, because from a from a rhythm perspective, what they're what they have going is from a, or from a drummer's perspective is really interesting um, because. They play with a lot of um, with a lot of standard type beats and a lot of cliches that surround that genre. I think um, you you called it a gent record, and I have um, not because I think it's a bad thing if you call it a gent record, but I have a problem with that because of another reason. Um, gent for me generally feels more uninspired than what they have going on. I understand this gent aesthetic from your point of view, like with those very heavily gated guitars and everything very loud and chuggy and compressed. Um, for me, gent has always also been, you know, from a rhythmical perspective, formula-based. So as intricate as possible, as loaded as possible with ghost notes and double bass and crazy parts. Um, and... From a drumming perspective, what Nick Peters and the drummer is doing a lot of the times is really, really toned down, and the drum parts in a lot of the a lot of the songs are a stark contrast from from my perspective to what I think other drummers would feel is appropriate because the guitars and the bass and the synths are so heavy, and I would say in eighty percent of the songs on that record, um, he relies on a single pedal. 
So like um, he doesn't play extensive double bass parts. He nuances his cymbals really interestingly and uses them much more as highlights. And there's a lot of ghost notes hiding in the background, especially when you watch him perform those songs individually, which there's tons of videos of him doing that on YouTube, just on an instrumental basis. Um, they are really, really interesting stylistic choices, even to the point where he would play straight up dance beats in um, in a metal song. Um and that kind of is a transition to the other thing that I found remarkable. Um, I felt that I, I totally understand where you're coming from with um, it feeling different than what Bring Me the Horizon did um, on their record. Um, but I feel the the electro like the electronic instruments and the synths and all these types of influences are much less influences with North Lane because if you listen to their prior works um, it's very very apparent that they have a super high interest in electronic dance music like EDM like you said or um, drum and bass influences and they are much more prevalent and much more obvious um, throughout I think most of their music um, so it's almost like they've been kind of like adjusting to this like these like glitchy genres that they navigate between where it's like on the one end it's gent on the other end it might be you know drum and bass or like EDM or like dubstep or whatever kind of influences you want to you want to find in there and with um with Alien I think they managed to find their middle ground between the genres because I am not comfortable putting it into a gent corner but I'm also not comfortable putting it into a um into a new metal type corner um and I think that's the thing that stands out most to me because they have a unique like a unique selling point in my opinion because they they are more diverse and more musically interesting than than a jant band than a classic jant band in my opinion um but they're also more interesting than let's say a purely dubstep based type project or something they have their own sound their own middle ground and they execute the whole thing so well everything from like the vocal performance to um you know the overall wall of sound that they got going on um, that is just really easy to distinguish for me. Um, and I think that's powerful. Um, especially since that wasn't necessarily the case with their previous records for me. I think I liked the previous one, Mesmer, a lot as well. But this has just been kind of a, yeah, kind of an eye-opener for me. Um, I think that's that's about it. I, I love that record, obviously. I love it for the subject matter. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's their most personal work. It's it's basically the singer um, digesting his like abusive childhood home and like his drug drug addicted parents and um, all that kind of stuff, um, which is not something that was very prevalent um, in their music before. Um, so it's really personal, and I felt a huge connection with that last time, like last year when I when I when I stumbled across that record, um, and more than. A lot of other records over the past few years, they managed to encapsulate, or I, I felt like they managed to encapsulate a feeling that then I was able to grasp and transition onto me. So, um, for the lack of a better term, I think they just they just put emotions into music that I could relate to a lot more than than other artists could. Um, so yeah, that's a powerful thing as well. Sure, um, I can definitely see how why somebody would really, really love this album, and I, yeah, again, I, I I understand where you're coming from. I'm I'm really somewhat close, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I what you said was interest. What I thought was interesting was the whole 
I do think I do agree that uh, Gent at its worst at times. Um, Everybody does a lot on their instruments, like yeah. the drummers, like a thousand bass notes, uh, uh, ghost notes, and whatever. Um, and the guitars, like uh, crazy polyrhythms and whatever. But it yeah. comes out, comes out, uh, everybody does a lot, but it comes out sounding like not much. That is what happens at at its worst at, with Gent, I think. Um, and they don't do that at all, sure. I, um, Uh, as you said, they 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 tone down, especially the the drum, the whole drum uh, drummer's part of it. Yeah. Um. So maybe they should be commended for that, as opposed to you know, as I said, you know, a little uh, deduct some points for not being overly musical. I don't know, but I also don't mean that I missed a lot of the flexing or whatever. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a fine line between, you know, just instrumental wankery and... Um, Absolutely. And, and just enjoyable complexity that is probably pretty hard to, to navigate. Yeah. Um, um, so they, they stray on the more simple, uh, simplistic uh, side of things. That isn't, that isn't terrible. That isn't terrible. That is just like the last 5% maybe that, yeah. that could have put the album over the top um, for me at least, you know? Um, with the lyrics, uh, I can see that I, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, a lyrics guy oftentimes. I'm, mm. I'm really just maybe trying to, to, Make sense of, of the, the 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 lines that I pick up. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm oftentimes not really paying too much attention. Also, not really looking them up on 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 the internet or whatever. Right. The the feeling that I got from it was was like a, a very me against the world kind of attitude. I think that fits with um with with what you said uh yeah. in more detail. Right. Um. I think that that fits, and I I can see how that can be very. Personal. Once you get you know in the in the nitty gritty of of uh, of the of the lyrics overall, um, yeah. Again, I I thought it was a good record. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's it. Maybe as a as a last last side mark, um, I've 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 had their music on my radar for for quite some years. Um, I've listened, like I said, to some of their previous releases, and they were they struck me. Um, in the in their previous records, they struck me as more capable than what they were doing. If you watch their live performances, I always felt like they kind of played under their ability for some reason. And I don't mean like in terms of you know technical wankery or something. It's just like I always f- left or felt left unfulfilled in a way. Um, okay. And I feel like that record kind of rectified that a bit to a certain degree. Um, and if you if you're interested in um, and what the nitty gritty, what you called it, of of the record is and are, um, there's two things I would recommend. There's a short documentary they made about um, I think their last two touring cycles and the creation of this record, which is called Negative Energy. Um, very North Lane, very moody, very like turned like toned down and and a bit grim because they do have that aesthetic about them. But I do feel that if you listen to them, that it's very genuine. Um, 
and also very heartfelt. So like it's not it's not necessarily edgy for the sake of being edgy, but it's just it's just a, an expression, if you will. And then there's a track by track for the record where I think the singer and various band members discuss um, the record and what the what the what what specific songs mean and how they got there. Both of them I would watch if if you're into um, you know music documentaries or any type of thing in, in that direction because they're interesting and the the dudes are really nice. All right. Um, so now we are halfway there. Uh, it's time to trans transition out of the metal thing for a tiny little bit, but not not leave it behind yet, um, because the the second album that I wanted you to listen to is the album Stranger Heads Prevail by a band called uh, Thank You Scientist. Uh, came out in 2016. It's already five years old, almost. Um, yeah, the, the, I stumbled across that record like by accident, some mm -hmm. kind of Spotify playlist. I think I, I listened to one of their songs and really enjoyed it. And I listened to this album. Oh, I think it was the album that I listened to um, the most last year. Um, yeah. So that's probably that's basically the reason why I wanted to li uh, you to listen to it. So. Go ahead. Um, okay, so you threw me a musical curveball with that because a lot of the times I felt like um, I felt completely torn in between I love this and what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so I do not have a cohesive review available for this oh, yeah, record. That, because that is probably co uh, going to come back with uh, my second album. So Yeah, and um, <laughs> the problem is because I could not find a cohesive thread for myself in that listening experience. Because from, from, from my very, you know, my unga bunga, beat the drum musician kind of perspective, <laughs> um, I I had trouble sometimes keeping up with the amount of stuff that was happening, which is not something that that usually puts me off. Um, I think that can be rephrased, and there's some incredible musicianship on that record, but I had a certain level of disconnect to it sometimes, just because I think I couldn't keep up with the amount of um, musicality that was happening um, at the same time. So maybe I need to describe a bit more um where that where i felt that disconnect was coming from and i would start by describing that record a bit and it felt like it felt like a prog rock band that had a brass section and for a lot of the times when i found myself confused or puzzled or not you know or or struggling to make emotionally like emotional sense of that i felt like the brass section and the um, the rest of the band, or like the, even the brass section, the vocals, and you know, I don't want to call it the rhythm rhythm section, but the classical band type thing. So like bass, guitar, mm. and so on and so forth. They were almost like operating on completely different terms and different tracks at the same time. Like there was obviously like intense musical connection between it, but I feel like some of it was just so aloof and went just over my head that I 
was not able to listen to the whole thing as a whole. And I was just like, okay, now I'm, I found myself listening mostly to the brass section or like there was this interesting riff going on in the background. And I feel like the, the vocals are not aligning with it for me personally. And I, I, from, again, from a, from a musicianship perspective, I am very, very sure that what they are doing is highly capable and highly eloquent. But I feel like at times, for the lack of a better term, it was too smart for me. Because um, I, 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 the, 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 like the emotional connection just didn't come across, and um, even and, and again for the lack of a better term, sometimes I just felt this is just very complicated. Like this is very complex things happening all at the same time, and I have trouble paying attention to all of it. Um, so I got lost, and I think that hindered me to really connect with the record on a on a great level. Um, I that's what I mean by musical curveball. Um, I think more than more than any other record that you recommended to me um, in the past few years, this is like insane in terms of the musicianship and the the, the ability and like the level of um, I don't know if intricacy describes it, but the level of weird harmonics that are happening at the same time and that are obviously like like they make sense, but they don't don't often like don't always resonate with me not don't often but at times don't resonate with me um and yeah i i i just came to the conclusion that it was probably because i'm not exposed to that type of music a lot um my immediate what's, what's that type of music sorry i was to I, I was about i was about to get into oh, that sure. Be because right. my first my first um or when I was looking for comparisons, um, I think the first thing that came up in my head was um, music that we used to listen to um, in your car a lot too. Um, uh, not Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, Protest the Hero. Protest the Hero, thank you. Um, I had a strong Protest the Hero vibe, but obviously very different in terms of the sound and different in terms of the orchestration. But the disorientation that I sometimes felt in terms of um, the arrangements or the harmonies or something that felt comparable. So that was the first thing that I that I that I went for. I was like, this is chaotic in a very eloquent way, and I can't really make sense of it. Um, that's the first thing. Um, maybe maybe I should go on first. About all the things I liked. Again, the sure. musician, the musicianship on the entire record is incredible. Um, I loved the the harmonies deployed. I loved uh, certain parts of, um, like when it came together, it blended really, really well for me. I think um, that's probably a good idea to listen to to two snippets that I that I enjoyed. Um, actually, let's start with the prologue with the opener of the record because um, it is it's very funky. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very funky and um, harmony based, and just, just really like rhythmically interesting and upbeat, and yeah, it's, it's great. Let's listen to it. I don't know how I should begin this conversation, or if my words will fall upon deaf ears and not Oh 
so that that opening came as a surprise to me because it was kind of funky. Um, it had an almost theatrical quality to it, and that's something that I felt throughout the record. Um, there's almost like a cabaret tongue-in-cheek type of vibe to some of the songs. I think it's it, it's uh, a little bit of an impression of like a swing thingy, like a Michael yeah. Bublé. And it's also, I think it's also a bit of a homage to something that Queen would do. Yeah, it's like it has, it also has like this big band feel to it at, at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. Like the, the amount of musical influences that went into this, I couldn't count because I, it, it's just so much. Um, and that these are all things that the record has going for itself. Um, I love the harmonies. Um, I love the, the swing opening that almost, yeah, like that, that got me bopping. Like we were just sitting here, but I think both of us immediately started to like move around when that when that snap started to happen in the background when we were just listening to it. Um, so all of these, like like the execution is flawless with 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 what they're doing. Um, and I think I think before we we were listening to this, I was saying um, how good it works when everything comes together. And I think the best that came together for me was when they made one part of their, I think it's a trumpet. Um, so like their brass section work really well against this progressive rock um, setting that 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 they have going on throughout a lot of the record um, in a song called um, Need More Input, I think. Yeah, maybe let's listen to that for a moment. Like I literally, when I when I heard that for the first time, I was like, "This is the first time that somebody made a trumpet solo fucking slap, <laughs> like in a in a heavy kind of like rock and roll type setting. Obviously, far more progressive than rock and roll, but like that was just so impressive to me. I think I went back to that section for like ten times. So it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, so again, the level of musicianship is like thirteen out of ten. It's crazy." The one thing that I felt um, was 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 kind of holding me back a little um, more than more than other things was the sound. 
Um, more than anything, I have remarks about the sound. And I know this is probably going to be like totally opposite of how you feel about it. Um, because I was missing, you know, the heaviness. I was missing some depth to it. It sometimes felt a little anemic in terms of just the... I'm not sure how to describe it other than maybe like the equalizer or a lack of reverb. It felt like they recorded the the recorded the whole thing obviously with insanely good microphones, but in a room like everything all together hung out with carpets. It was so dry and so clear um that at sometimes I felt like it lacked a little depth. Um especially with this type of like super bright, very dry, crystal clear, not crystal clear, but like very dry brass section um, that did not have any reverb to it. Um, and then these like overdrivey guitars that kind of sound like you put a really good mic in front of the amp and then did no further kind of... Kind of um, not, I'm, I'm, I want to say progression, but that's not, not the word. Like... Um, Processing. You get what I'm saying. Processing. Thank you. <laughs> English is our second language. Um, so, if I had, if I had one thing that I would, that that I would, or that I would have wished for, for me to get a little bit more on board with this type of music, I would have liked it to be a bit more polished and a little less raw sometimes. Um, just a bit more like shiny and clear and a bit more bit more depth and like I I was sometimes missing a little bit of bass um I think the the clearest or like the the thing that I felt was least dry about the production and I mean dry in a literal sense not in a sense that like it's boring or something it's just my like the adjective that fits best to me for it was the vocals which are also insane amazing performance by the singer um it had a few confusing moments for me. Um, I think if you go listen to um, a song, let me, let me, I don't want to say it, say the wrong, um, the song, wrong song here. I think it's called Rube, Rube Goldberg. Um, let me give you a second. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg variations. That song is an entire big question mark to me i could not i could not make sense of that whatsoever <laughs> um it's real and again I'm, I'm i'm trying my my best to be nuanced here i like this record i i i i think about it 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 gave me it gave me so much food for thought and it continues to do so like i'm not done with it after this podcast i will come come back to it and continue to listen to it because i have not made my mind up about it um and i feel like the aesthetic choices that I have trouble sometimes getting on board with are the things that you would that you kind of I don't want to say criticize, but the things that you lamented to a certain degree about North Lane. I think there's a certain um, I have a soft spot for for bright and shiny and compressed and hissy and like this type of production that 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 is not really your cup of tea, and this is kind of. The polar opposite of that, in a way. This is like as organic as it gets to me, um, as like clear and un undistorted in the sense that it doesn't have a shit ton of compression and like lengthy reverb slapped on top of it and like 
you get what I'm saying. It's a really like it's a completely different type of production. And when I listened to it, I was like, yes, I completely understand why Tim likes this. Um, and I couldn't, and I also couldn't help but be like, yes, this is a very Tim thing to like. <laughs> um, so, Make of that what you will. <laughs> and like again, none of that, none of that has like there's no malice to any of these comments. It's not me trying to like beat a cliche down your throat. It's just I. I, I to a certain degree, I felt like I felt like this is a very character, like 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 a char- characteristical type of thing, um, in a way, um, and that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that. I that I that I found found a bit of your like what I feel like is your taste in that record as well. Um, so maybe maybe lastly, let's listen to. Um, Another bit of a song. It's just a song that I um, wrote out that I that I really enjoyed. It's a song called Caverns. Um, so yeah, let's listen to it. So more than any other song on the record, I feel like this is where the whole, like all of these sections that I have sometimes trouble combining in terms of like having an emotional connection to, like the brass section, the vocals, and like the rest of the band come together the best. I realize this is probably also one of the songs that is most accessible on the on the record, um, at least from my perception. Um, and I think it's also. And this is again just me. I had this really kind of like pompous image in in the back of my head when I was listening to this. For some reason, I was picturing like a large like red and gold circus tent, and like the, just the band on a plateau, and it's like this really pompous performance. And there's a there's a certain certain bombast to it, even though the sound is so like compressed and almost like living room type dense. Um, I don't know. Like, there's just a, it has a theatrical quality about it that I really, really like. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's time for me to 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 come to a conclusion. Um, and with more than anything, I had trouble doing that because, like I said, there's there's I have I have questions about this that I don't even know how to ask right now because I can't make sense of certain parts of that music. <laughs> um, it's part partially because it's very complicated, but partially also because it's musically out of my depth both as a as a musician myself or as what I usually I would say listen to because it's different from other prog rock things that I would normally listen to like scale the summit or the contortionist or like any kind of comparison that I would draw from my musical influences usually falls flat against that so I don't really have a set of uh, standards that I can apply this to but and it's a good but in this case I liked it so um, I will continue to go back to this and probably listen to more of their music to kind of see if I can like find a framework for myself to make sense of their music. Um, yeah, I had a good time. Um, and my guess would be that you have probably got a lot of remarks about <laughs> about what I had to say. <laughs> well, so I feel free to notes. jump in. 
But um, I mean, overall, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, um, I, and in those that I don't really, in those cases where I don't really agree, I see where you're coming from. Cool. Well, I think you're selling yourself short again with the whole "I'm just a drummer" thing. We talked about this like multiple times now, I think. But yeah, it's just my insecurities. <laughs> whatever. Um, what I mean by that is that you make it out to. I enjoy this album more than you because I understand it on a deeper level or something, which I don't think is the case. I um, it's quite I, I maybe would say it's the opposite. Okay, where um, and this is where I really love that you ended on this uh, snippet from Cavern um, because what really drew me into that that album was their ability to just craft like catchy vocal hooks in nearly in every song there's a, there's a, a a chorus in every song that i that i just by now could sing along to right that is really catchy yeah. and ear, earworm kind of thing um and apart from those you know chorus type moments i think that is a quality that is also present in the more complex, more uh, weird, inaccessible moments where their singer is really, for me, is really able to tie it together where, um, this is what I mean by it's maybe the opposite for me, where in all of those moments where you would normally get lost, there's still a clear vocal melody, vocal harmonies, on top of that, that just pull you along, that you can mm-hmm. hang on to, so to speak. That is something that, because we we talked about it, you are much more into you know animals as leaders, Pliny, uh, scale the summit, which Absolutely. is probably the most fitting uh, you know comparison instrumentally to that. Agree. That is something that is oftentimes missing. Uh, in that music where I just get lost just like okay you just lost me like a couple bars ago and, and <laughs> with um, with Thank You Scientists there's always the vocals that just keep that they just keep uh, you know pulling you along and that is something I really really enjoyed and that leads to I think the this all this uh, instrumental craziness being some kind of optional depth where oftentimes you have the the vocals in your head and it's really catchy, but then you go in a little deeper and you're like, oh, that's actually a sick guitar riff in the background. Uh, and you can get kind of lost in, in that uh, musicality that is going on underneath it. But it's, to me, always felt like pretty optional because all, to me, at least, the, the parts work together really well. And um, there's something that I probably would disagree with you a little, where you said it feels like all the instruments are operating on different levels or, or independently. I don't agree with that. I think they really, 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 really work together perfectly. I think they, they're they really able to have everybody have its moment, play off of each other. Um, again, and to the point where this is just all the instrumental craziness is just a backdrop for the vocals to, yeah. to uh, pull you in. But then again, if you if you feel like it, you just can get lost in everything that's going on underneath it, right? Uh, um, so this is I, that, that's why I mean, I think the vocals help me really um, to just keep you interested and just to to not make you tap out like, oh, I'm 
this is too much. I'm I'm out of this because you're if if everything else fails, you just can't keep listening to the to those very catchy vocals, right? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And as you said, I as you said, I really I really 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 love the the singer's voice. I love the the voice. It is it's so really, clear, um, so clear. So it's so clear, and it's kind of unexpected in yeah. in such a context, but it it works so well because it just cuts through all the the madness, right? Um, other than that, I think that they're just really good at being really subtle about their influences. And there's there's so much going on. Like there's yeah more more metal core type of guitar riff. There's speed metal like uh, type things. There's a bit of rock and roll or blues metally things. There's obviously a bunch of prog rock. There's punky things. There's also as you said the swing type things. There's a bit of flamenco going on here. There's a bit of oriental uh, influences going on here. But it's never. It never takes over the whole yeah. sound of yeah. the. It's always really subtle and really, you know, like oh, I I know this type of sound from somewhere, but then yeah. you have to. I think it's never overbearing. Like oh, okay, this is the, uh, you know, this is the uh, flamenco section, right? It's not a a a a um, constant switching in between different sections. It's just really blended in there for a little bit of flavor, right? Um, but now I want to get to the, the whole thing about the sound. Also, no, just one other thing: the the comment about the Rube Goldberg variation. Uh, that's a song. That's the only instrumental song on the yeah. album, and I I agree with with you one hundred percent. This is the most likely song that that I will skip on a on a playthrough <laughs> um, because this is really this is where they go. They're just a your average quote unquote. Instrumental prog metal band where they're just throwing they take it to million, eleven. They're just throwing a million uh, ideas at the wall and just see what sticks. And I think that's very much intentional. Yeah, they have like the the um, album has eleven tracks, and they're like, okay, we need to have one where we all just go ape shit, right? We yeah. just go <laughs> crazy, leave all of all of that out there, you know? Because in the other songs, we need to. Reel it in a little bit, you know. Play a little bit off of each other and be a little bit responsive, uh, re responsible. And this is the the, the song where they, ju they they just drop everything. Uh, and this, you know, I think that was intentional. I I think they know what kind of song that is, right? Um, but now to the sound thing, um, because you a couple of days ago when we just hung out you mentioned that in 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 passing before i stopped you like save it for the podcast yeah but i was i was immediately outraged i was like <laughs> <laughs> because i would disagree with uh i think in general say like i don't like the sound and i you, and, you know i can't disagree with you not liking it but i mm -hmm. i thought that you were saying that the sound isn't good on that record And that I would disagree with, but that's whatever, not what, what I you, said, though. No, this is what, what I'm getting at. Um, listening to you uh, explain it now, I I would almost uh, entirely d agree with that. First of all, I was uh, while you were talking, I was um, thinking about making the um, the point of how this is like the polar opposite or the mirror image of of my comments to. Um, Uh, to Alien, and yep. I, I love yep. that you made the, um, you came to that same conclusion um, because I think it's I know that you're uh, that that is some 
that you like that that bombastic bassy kind of I would say overly com compressed sound much more yeah. than I do, and I think this shows in that um, in that uh, sense. So this is where we obviously disagree, where uh, just on a matter of taste. But everything else that you said, I would almost I would almost agree with that. Um, I think that it is really clear, and I see your point with it being super dry. Um, that hasn't really occurred to me. That was not something that I was missing, but it is true that it it hasn't it has no no atmospheric depth, right? Um, like other like something from um, like an album from uh, what maybe the Contortionist or or something like or a Pink there's Floyd no, record, anything that has like, like ambience, right? Exactly. It's there's no there's no reverb trails on this uh, tails on this thing. There's no. There's not a lot of you know atmospheric delays or um, it's all really present. Yeah, um, and I I see that uh, that hasn't occurred to me as something that I was missing. I really because that that's the point that I w was about to disagree with you when you first brought it up. That mm -hmm. I think this album is produced super super well because oh it is um, incorporating all of these. Um, I mean it's um, basically it's a rock band like. Um, Drummer, I think two guitarist, bassist, singer, but they they have one trumpet, one saxophone, and one violinist. That's crazy. Um, the brass section sounds so much bigger than that. Yeah, that's that was uh, that, that was another point that I was about to bring. It's not a brass section in that sense. It's okay. like two two brass players and a violinist. Um, but again, this is like is eight or nine diff different things. Uh, and then there's some other like synthesizers and and a theremin at times on top of that, and this is super easy to to ruin that right to not yeah. make it fit all together. And I yeah. think that is I think they do that very very well, where it's just all glued together, nothing gets lost, no nothing is overbearing, and the overall you know the master is also not. Just uh, a a break of of you know everything is super loud. It's very delicate. Um, like the, son is, the is, sonic clarity is ten out of ten. Everything super, is distinguishable. And it's it, where it would have been really easy to make it like a just a mushy mess. Yeah, and that's why I would say the I really love the um, the production on, on it. But I can see your point. Which is less a like from a technical standpoint and more of a it's an it's an artistic uh, artistic choice that they made. It's a design to, choice, yeah. It's an atmospheric it is a, choice. It is an artistic choice that they made not to have it be super atmospheric, right? Yeah. Um, That's what I meant by dry, essentially. Yeah, sure, and and that I can see that as a as a point. Again, it's not not something that I would have. Wished out of it, I think, and I, I said before on this podcast, I really, really enjoy some of the atmospheric metal type yeah. of records. Yeah. This is not not some. Maybe if they done it, if they had done it, that would have uh, you know added something. But I am mm -hmm. not missing it. Um, but I can see that you know your point, like okay, this is a little too dry and could have used a little more depth. Uh, and not like every instrument is right next to me, but they're playing like in some, you know, in an open field or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can I can see that point. So I'm I'm not even going to to disagree with with, um, with your argument about the the sound. I just 
I really enjoy. I like that you you liked it. Um, I see your points, your problems with it. Um, yeah, I have I have a few last remarks. Um, if that sure. if that if that be all right for you, um, I think I think the whole disclaimer drummer's perspective that I always give. Um, I think that comes from a from a you know, maybe misunderstanding on my end that if I had your perspective or your knowledge into like um, what I would consider like musicianship or something, that I maybe like, if I had that framework, I would be able to make more sense of it. Um, obviously that, you know, might be totally wrong. So for the future, I'll just stick with like, this is my opinion and, you know, that's that. Um, so maybe just that as a disclaimer. Um, and... What what you said about this um, thing that you, I think you called it optional depth when you were like okay you can get into the emotion like the um, the instrumental craziness that is happening in the background but the vocals manage to tie it together um, and I was just thinking how super interesting it is that um, that you kind of have this third element which is the vocals for me um, in this relatively complex musical setting um, and that manages to tie it together for you because um you 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 brought up animals as leaders as an example right when you were like okay the instrumental craziness lost me like a few bars ago for me it seems like and that's maybe because of the way that i listen to it which is often like i have a music i have a, a, a basically a, a rhythmical framework that i that i look for first i think subconsciously um and my so my first my first attention or the, the attention that i pay to a, a new song or a new, new new record first is always the musical layer never never the vocals I suppose um, and I think with the instrumental craziness I'm so used to paying attention to that and finding like my ins and outs for that that I had this additional layer of this you know already relatively intricate song with a very elaborate and smart and at times very catchy, but also sometimes very like jazzy and weird harmonies and like um, kind of crazy vocals happening at some point because they manage to tie it together in, in great choruses. But sometimes they also go on a tangent, at least from where, oh, where, yeah. where, where, where I where I see. And that's the thing that where it like kind of breaks apart for me because then you have this instrumental craziness. Um, then you have the thing that um, that I described with the sound that had I think also had an impact on like how I felt about you know what I call the brass section and the band you know intersecting with each other it, it didn't feel as homogenous as I as I would have needed it probably to be um, because everything was so distinct and then you had the vocals on top of that and it just struck me as kind of cool how how you know your instinct to listen to music is probably very different from mine your framework on how you make sense of it because I couldn't go for the vocals to kind of tie it all together for me um, because I was similarly paying attention or I was paying to paying attention to another point of the music with a bigger emphasis than that maybe um, or maybe I should have diverted my my attention a bit more so that's just food for thought for me because I was just like hmm I wonder I wonder why that didn't do the trick for me and what I was actively listening to um and well, I would I wouldn't say that I'm just in in general listening for the vocals first and then for the instrumentals after that. I think it's yeah. m I, most of the time it's not the, the case, right? But okay. where, I'm, where I'm also more of like like you, 
um, just the, the the instrumental part mm -hmm. of the of the whole thing needs to needs to be good, right? But it's just uh, I don't I don't I couldn't even describe why that. I think one <clears throat> one factor is obviously that I just I think his voice just stands out. It does, um, and I think and secondly, obviously the um, the instrumental part just I could get into that enough of uh, I don't. That's that's a good question, uh, honestly. So I, I just I just want to defend myself from you saying <laughs> I, 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 I only listen to the lyrics because no, that that's not what I said. That is certainly not true, <laughs> and that's not what I meant to say. And you know that it's more like I just found it interesting how this because for, for me it felt an additional element that like like an additional element that did the opposite of what it did for you. It didn't tie it together. It felt like I had another thing to pay attention to that took my attention. From yeah, that that, or that that forced me to take my attention away from the thing that I usually pay attention to first, and that I use to make sense of things happening, which is mostly the instrumental and the music, right? And then like on on top of that, the vocals. And here, I felt like it was like three gears in a three dimensional space, all turning into a different direction. And I I, I was like, ah, where do I look for first? Like, where's the intersecting point? And um. It was more about pointing out that I had trouble adding that third layer and like using that as a as as a means to tie it all together, and I found it really interesting that you could do that. And I just wondered whether that's whether the reason for that might be the way that I approach this type of music, because as you said, I'm much more prone to this instrumental, you know, madman type shit um, that you maybe abstain from more. So my framework or the way that I process this type of stuff. Um, is normally probably different from yours, and that's that's all I meant to say. That's all I meant to say. Well, sure, that's that's probably true. Yeah. Um. So I mean, but <laughs> I also <laughs> like that you uh, said a couple of things about this record that I was about. I uh, was planning on saying about Ooh. the last record that we were. Um, you know, you were, we are going to talk about right now. Um, do you want to want to give it a little introduction? Yes. I would love to. Um, so I gave you a record by um, by an artist called Emily Nicolas. Um, I believe she's Norwegian, um, and she is one of the musical finds or the discoveries that I made on myself that I'm probably most proud of. Um, I got on board with her music. I think when she released her first record, "Like a Warrior," um, and I came across that in a car ride. Like while I was riding a car somewhere, like at nighttime in in Germany, and it's like years and years and years ago. I think I believe it's like 2013 or 2014 or something. Um, and it was kind of this like uh, public radio. Here's like late night funky music that is off your radar type show, like public broadcast. The, the, do you mean this is like um, we need to play some more, uh, you know, off the beaten path music because we are funded by the general public? <laughs> That 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 type that type of stuff, but at the same time, I was like, I was, I was struck by how out of the horizon or like beyond my horizon that was at the time, and how much I liked it, and how I'm how much I couldn't articulate why I liked it. Um, and I listened to that record very religiously, especially also during my time in Hong Kong. I I, I drew a lot of. Um, like without trying to sound corny, but I drew a lot of strength from that record because she, um, throughout all of her records, deals with pretty dark subjects in her lyrics and she packaged them 
packages them in the most weird way. Don't don't uh, take away okay. too much of the details. Okay, then I'll then I'll then I'll keep it short. Um, I recently watched a Netflix series called Young Wallanda, which is a crime series um, based about based based upon um, this this literary character called Wallanda, who is. Um, who is a, like a detective, like a police detective. And this is the iteration of when he's young. So, and at the end of one of those episodes, there was a really melancholic song playing with like really interesting electronic arrangements and like deep synths and like all kinds of ambience. And that voice came on and I was like, fuck, I know that voice. So I was like grabbing my phone recorded the thing and I was like like looking up the song and I was like damn that's Emily Nicholas that's so cool that I immediately recognized that and I saw she uh, I've seen that she put out two records um in the meantime while I last listened to her and I got into that and the records came into my life at a pretty bad time um and they kind of kept me they kept kept me sane to a certain degree because she managed to put things into words that I couldn't really and underline that musically so when I gave you that I was like I think I gave it to you with a disclaimer I was like be kind this is very important to me <laughs> I really hope you like this <laughs> oh. so so um, that so might be a problem that might be a problem because I, I because <laughs> because because at the same time I realized the weirdness yeah so that's that's my connection with that with that music um, I'm, I'm, I'm I listen to that a lot and not just that record but I think I gave you the 2018 one didn't I you did I did yeah so now when I want to get is, into it, when I get into it, you still haven't said what the album is called. It's called Tranquille Emile, which is okay. French for for calm down, Emily. I think. <laughs> but it's it's not called Tranquille Emily. It's called Tranquille Emile, right? Yeah, that's something that I didn't really understand. Is this is that some kind of nickname, or is this really Emile as a as a uh, uh, you know? I am. I think. I think it could be either way. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Just um, because the first uh, reading over it, I thought that it was called Tranquil Emily, but then on a closer look, I realized, oh no, that's it's not. That's not it. Um, yeah. So if you're googling that, just make sure uh, you get that. So um, what I meant earlier, where I was like uh, kind of stunned of of how similar some of the s things that you said about uh, Stranger Heads prevail aware to what I th felt yeah. about this um, is uh, that I also this my conclusion that was a kind of I was a kind of afraid to talk about this um, where and I wasn't really I wasn't sure about what what I'm going to say as yeah. of this morning um, still I'm still not <laughs> pretty much making this up as I go right which here. is fine um, I think the overall wording verdict is I liked it, but I'm not. I'm still not sure what what's happening, and I'm yep. still not done. I'm still not done with this record. I think that is pretty much what you said about yep. uh, about thank you scientist. Um, again, just as as I did with the first one, um, just some overall thoughts. Um, I mean, you said it. It's it's a very moody kind of record. A lot of the instrumentation is really subdued. Um, you know, really quiet, dark. Um, but then there's like a backdrop of, in most of the tracks, of a really punchy, uh, driving a drum and bass section, right? 
Um, and I think that is the first point. Uh, they are she uh, or her, and I don't I don't know who else was involved with that, but I'm gonna say they. Um, yeah. They show a clear understanding on, on how to craft these driving, hard-hitting rhythm sections yeah. that just keep the whole thing uh, going forward on top of these moody type of um, uh, instrumentals, which is kind of a, uh, a parallel to uh, the Billie Eilish record we talked earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talked about earlier. Um, and as you said, there's a lot of variety of ideas, different at times weird sounds going on. Um, uh, you know, always something interesting to focus on. There's always some something changing, some small variations. Um, I do have to say that uh, when you described the album to me, I expected it to be a lot more weird than it turned out to be. That's it good. It sounded to me like this was like some avant-garde shit, you know. Um, but it, it it it's not really. I think there's like ninety percent of it is really accessible, and then there's there's these ten percent that really, you know, add the flavor to it. I, I'd say. Um, here comes a but, though. I think this is what what I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of now, I'm not sure whether I like her vocals or not. Mm. I'm not sure whether I like her timbre. That's like yeah. the overall pro maybe problem, quote unquote. Um, but also the um, the way she's she, like her her artistic choices. I would say she's yeah the delivery. Think, um, yeah, um, you described it as kind of a jazzy uh, electronica record or the overall, uh, the, the, the genre that was most, that I felt the most association with with was R&B though, especially in her vocals. I think she has a really R&B type um, delivery, including like that everything is, uh, not everything, but it's so oftentimes like uh, effects on there. There's a constant doubling and harmonics, uh, um, harmonizations, and you know she has that kind of R and B female R and B singer attitude a little bit. That's kind of bratty, but also some I would say alluring confidence. It's hard to describe. Alluring um, is a good way to describe it, I think. Yeah, and I'm I'm not really R and B is not a genre that I'm really familiar with. So this these type of vocals maybe are a little strange to me. Um, and also there's. She does a lot vocally. She does. Uh, she's constantly doing stuff with her voice, and that I think is hard to get into. While this is a parallel, maybe to uh, to a thank you scientist. While yeah. the, the vocals are pretty, I don't want to say simple, but they're very well crafted to, as I said, just tie it all together like a singular focus point, clear great melodies on top of that and she doesn't do that she to me she i don't want to sound mean but at times it to me sounds like she's uh not really interested in in coming up with catchy accessible and clear melody lines and more in doing shit with her voice right and doing uh you know uh little flourishes and runs and and just doing weird inflections and and having effects on her voice um that sounded very negative but all i'm trying to say no i completely get where you're going um what i'm trying to say here is that 
Uh, and that I think the more I listen to it, the more I, you know, it's a kind of an, a quiet taste. I think I could yeah. deal with that, and I could f- maybe find the the hook in in uh, in some of the more weirder vocal sections and kind of find the 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 um, what is some some element that makes it accessible and makes it um, kind of hooky, right? That makes you want to come back to that uh, song. Find it with with repeated playthroughs. But mm-hmm. I'm still not 100% there. There's still moments on there where I'm like, all right, maybe dial it back a little bit, right? So that's just, again, the, the positive and some, something that, that yeah. held me back from it, uh, from enjoying it uh, 100%. But just uh, let's get maybe into a, a couple of the songs. Um, I want to start off with, uh, with Higher Love. I think that mm-hmm. is the single off of that record again. I think it's one of the singles, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the the the, the song that's done the best like uh on on Spotify at least. Mm-hmm. Um I want to play the second chorus. Go for it. Not because I don't I don't even think that I fell in love with Higher Love uh more than I, I that's not even my favorite track of the album, but I yeah. think it's a very good repres- a very good representation of what she's trying to do in that record. You couldn't picture four seasons with me just a month or so, I don't know Now I just look for fake versions of you I jump every time They don't act like you do, act like you do mm. It seems no one can get me the way like us too I wish I was you I will make sure we could Alright, I think that is just I think you can find a lot of what I just said in there There's A hundred percent Obviously, just uh, you know, nice beat going on. There's all these little uh, moments of musicianship thrown in there. Little bass bass runs in there, and then there's this kind of noise over on the left side, and then there's a really interesting pad on the right side. All all of these little moments sprinkled in here and there. That, and I think yeah. that is uh, certainly the song that does this the best, where it's like. This uh, really switch, uh, like throwing a lot of uh, different ideas and a lot of, you know, musicianship at you, uh, for the lack of a better term. But also, there's like uh, just vocals and vocals and vocals and just a lot, right? Um, mm-hmm. To that point, also reminded me uh, to, you know, with the RB type of association, I felt like, um, on a lot of the record and even more so on other songs, it's really reminded me of um, Frank Ocean, like mm. uh, in a weird way because it's super different in a way, but it's also kind of similar because some of the sounds are pretty similar, mm-hmm. but also this type of alternative take on on some, some R&B type of stuff. There's also moments on there that sound like something of uh, some... Kanye records, um, also like the, the more experimental things. Um, just that's just associations that I had when when I listened to it. All right, just um, to underline the, the 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 comments about the vocals, right? I want the second track on the album, "New Shot." Ooh, nah, nah. I know you can know it. I know you can know 
basically the entire second half of the song. I, I, I think that is that, that is what I'm kind of encapsulate what, I, what I'm talking about. It's it's really out there. It's a yeah. lot. It's really a lot of vocals that are thrown at you. Um, and I, I kind of came around on this particular section. I think it's kind of cool now <laughs> listening to it a couple of times, but it's, you know, she's constantly on the verge of overdoing it, you know? Um, that's at least what I what I think. Where there's not a lot of melody to it, is there? It's just a type of riffing, like vocal riffing in a way. Do you um, want me to add, do you want me to respond sure. to that or okay. uh, chime in at any time? Yeah. Um, first of all, I a hundred. It was really interesting. Now that you like like seeing this through a fresh set of eyes. So this whole kind of R&B framework is something that I would have never come up with. But now that you point this out as somebody who has, you know, had no previous connection with her music or, you know, any point of reference to, you know, have have an opinion on this yet, um, this is very obvious. And I can't believe that that never occurred to me. So yeah, I think the this type of R&B influence is like, I want to say mellowness at times um, in terms of how she arranges and these like like subversive is the wrong word, but like subliminal, um, you know, musical arrangements. That really fits. Um, so the thing, as you pointed out, is is centered around her voice. And I think more than any other musician that I've found so far, she is phrasing with her voice. Oh yeah. Um you said you pointed something else that that um that I find to be one of the um biggest qualities about her. Um you said and I wrote this down because I think it's so poignant. Um she's not interested in doing catchy stuff. And I would add a but with that and for me it's but she's doing innovative stuff. Um I feel like she's trying or she's she, she's for me she's succeeding at taking you know new musical avenues by using certain tropes and where you're like okay this sound kind sounds kind of familiar in a certain way especially on you know the the, the arrangement type sometimes um, and taking it completely to a tangent with how she like whether it's the timing of the vocals or like some sort of like weird tangent she goes on in terms of the 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 um, the pitch. Because she can go incredibly high. She oh, has yeah. this like gla glass-like, um, clear quality to her voice. Um, and at times sticks deliberately lower um, than than what I feel her timber is. So like sometimes she's at this really like low volume and then she goes off into this like, like super high stuff um, where it almost seems that she's more more... Yeah, more at home, really. Um, well, I, can, I, I, can I just... Uh, absolutely, jump in, jump yeah, in. Just continue a little bit. I got a couple more thoughts on that. Um, but also getting back to some stuff yeah. that you just said, um, just to clarify, I meant that she's not too, uh, interested in doing catchy stuff purely from a vocal perspective. Yeah, I get it. Something that I would disagree with is her clear highs because this is where the... 
maybe my my uh, my problems with the vocals were the biggest. I think that her highs, just as in this kind of in in the section that we just played, they I don't know they scrape on the the borderline to being creating to me just just ever so slightly. And I, I don't think that's it's pretty. I, I don't think they are really clear. There's some really rasp. Some uh, they're not raspy, but there's a, a very distinct quality uh, about them um, that made them really. I think a matter of of, of taste, right? Um, but maybe going back to disagreeing with myself a little bit when I said she's not interested in doing catchy stuff she's not interested in doing catchy stuff vocally all the time a lot of the time but there are moments on this album where she clearly yeah. does that for example uh, the the chorus in goddamn so good Yeah, this is just a really nice, really catchy R&B type of hook. Um, and but there's you, you you notice a difference to maybe the, the the snippet from New Shot where this is really this is rhythmically just simplistic, right? There's a clear rhythmic and melodic structure to it. There's a really catchy. Um, I don't want to call it call and response, but kind of. Uh, stop and go type of quality too. There's yeah. there's some type of m vocal motive I would say that works really really well. And so there's obviously if she puts her head to it, she can do that. I just that's what I mean. Is she's just maybe not interested in doing it all the time. And that is something that you also hinted at. Maybe she doesn't want to. Right? It's it's, it's a matter of choice. Maybe you don't want to. To do to be overly catchy, that's a matter of taste as well. I can only say that I enjoyed those moments the most on this. Like uh, mm -hmm. this is a great hook. I also enjoyed um, a wild one a lot. Yeah, Just that's quick. really really good as well. He's a wild horse. I'll ride him good. Tame the motherfucker. He's a wild one, of course he will Fall into me like a baby He's a lost soul, I fill his void Save the motherfucker He's a lost one, of course he will Melt through my hands like butter. <laughs> this is a sick oh, fucking so instrumental good. in the background. Like, I have so goosebumps all over my arms. This is this so is good. In incredibly well crafted. Just yeah. so moody. Um, it's such a like a menacing uh, quality to it. And this is what I mean. This is something that at this point she really mirrors in her vocal performance. Yeah. That is also really menacing and 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 uh, kind of dangerous in a way, right? And this is 
I think that's something that I'm just missing in some of the other tracks where yeah. it's not only it's not only about being catchy, obviously. It's also something just sometimes just doing something in service of the song that I may might be missing at, at times where this is obviously doing a lot less than on you know on higher love or new shot yeah. or uh, whatever uh, other other songs. This is you know a little more a little dialed back. Um, just from the volume perspective, from the effects, just from the the range, little quieter vocals, but it fits so well. And I wish that she, I wish there that 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 would be something that she did more often, like deliver the vocals in service of of those insane instrumentals that you have. You have them, use them, right? So this is maybe something again a little parallel where i'm i at times feel like the vocals move independently of the of the the um you know the backdrop yeah um just to wrap it up um again i i liked it i really liked it i'm going to keep listening to it i love almost all and i'm going to say i love all of the instrumentals they're just so well gra- crafted and mixed and at their bases, they were all bangers, and but with musical depth in a in a more, I think, a more experimental and more out there way, as for example the Billie Eilish one, yeah. which is absolutely great in and of its own. But this is just a little different, a little more. I don't know. It's just a different quality. To it still works perfectly well. Um, a lot of musical depth to it. I love all of those instrumentals. Um, the voice. Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still I'm getting there. I'm still getting there. I don't want to I don't want to say that I won't uh, that I won't be able to to appreciate all of the vocals at some point. I'm just not not there yet. There's still a lot of um there's still a lot of uh moments where I'm I'm kind of you know scratching my head a little. I I'd say I fully understand that that notion um, because those tangents she goes off on are weird. And I personally don't have any other framework for her vocal work other than her own records. Um, and aside from that, also her lyrics and the way that she delivers them, the way that she phrases them sometimes are really weird. Um, both like the intersection point between the music, sometimes when your gut feeling is like, oh, that's a beautiful instrumental and like that's where the like the lyrics come in. For some reason, there's it's a bar behind or something or at a really weird point. Um, and a lot of it feels like she's kind of like breaking with conventions, um, but not in a way that it's just for the sake of it. I think for me personally, it ties in well together. Um, and what you said about like the 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 atmosphere um of of some of the instrumentals, I think better than any other any other artist that I know, she has these um she has this ambience that just swallows you. Like when she when she makes these like or when she sings across these beautiful dark threatening instrumentals, I just feel that I can't really put it put it into other words other than I feel I feel the expression I feel like this kind of abyss that she opens up and like this soundscape it, it just it just creates images in my head, and not a lot of music does that for me. Um, I would be super, super interested because all of the points that you um, that you mentioned about her, especially also like the disconnect maybe at times with her vocals, um, I fully see that um, from from the perspective of you being somebody who had no like 
no contact to that music before. Um, and I think m most of the things that ended up being like the biggest love affairs in terms of music for me in my life are the things that I wasn't sure how to feel about at first um, and that I needed to sleep on for like a week or two or even a month or two. Um, and that I just came back to because there was something interesting about it that I couldn't really put into words. And especially this like weirdness about her lyrics and the things that she seems interested in and the things that she also leaves undone that you kind of crave for. And like, oh, give me that right now. Like sometimes... Or at least, no, not sometimes. Let me let me restart that. Um, those things where I had to come back to um, where were the ones that kept for some reason stuck with me. So I would love if um, we would also put a pin in her as a as an artist, because as you probably have guessed by now, I'm gonna if we if we're gonna keep this segment alive and if people are happy listening to this, I'm probably gonna ask you to listen to more of her music and talk to me about it because I really like I really appreciate your perspective on it. Sure. I mean that's definitely a, sounds like a good idea to to also, you know, make comparisons across maybe a couple of different albums of a um of a artist. I just um read through my notes again. I I just think I want to put something I said in a more, I tried to put it into a more succinct way. Again, back to the vocals. This is just the, the, the thing yeah. I'm, I'm hung up on. But um, I think just based on how much she does vocally, there are surprisingly little moments for me where I'm like captured by 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 what she's like, really yeah. where you get goosebumps, these goosebumps kind of moments. Like... Um, I don't know some other people that do a lot vocally. Like I don't know, she's not Adele. She's also not. Yeah, she's I, not. I, for example, with Billie Eilish, with that album, I had a lot more of those moments where it's just overwhelming emotionally, and that just capture you. And it's weird that she doesn't have a lot of these measured by how much she does, and maybe tries to have them. Uh, in in quite the opposite. I think the moment that captured and captivated me the most were the ones where she does she does the least, you know. Mm -hmm. I, like no, I on, fully understand what you mean. Like on Wild One um, or another song, um, last song. I don't even want to play it. Um, feel fine. The, the 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 closer of the album. Yeah, uh, which I feel is a lot more um, has a lot more of a folky kind of vibe. It goes into that dark type of folk contemporary folk I would say like like an album I talked be about before uh, I forget where we were by um, Ben Howard or something that yeah. uh, Phoebe Bridges uh, has become quite big within the last couple of years um, and her vocals um, change in that song I think really more to that folky kind of delivery I think that suits her very well and again um she does that in service in service of the song and it works really well for me um so again uh, just as as a conclusion i'd say you know the moments where she really dials back the the vocals are my favorite ones as of yet maybe the rest maybe there's some huge uncovered potential maybe once i crack the code on on the rest of her vocals right uh, but right right now these these are my favorite moments on that album so I fully understand where you are coming from. And first of all, thanks for paying such good attention to all of that because you clearly like 
listen to it closely. Um, it's a very nuanced thing with her, um, and it helps, or it, or it makes me realize listening to you that I have a hard time putting into words um, what makes me gravitate towards her so much. Um, I think one of the things is these like uh, execution of thematic ideas, because more than with with most other artists, I feel the mood of the music a lot. Um, I can relate to it in a in a way that is kind of instinctual and not necessarily even intellectual, um, and it's 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 interesting to me that these these components that I that I enjoy um, now that I think back about it were probably the same things that I struggled with at first as well. Her weird execution of these like really high vocal parts and stuff. Um, those are things that I think I found off-putting in the beginning, or at least I, I struggle. I, I struggle to make sense of at first. Um, maybe to kind of contextualize it a little bit, her first record is closer to, just from 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 my perspective, is closer to like like a techno dub kind of like not not techno. It's the wrong word, but it's like definitely highly electronic. Based mm-hmm. and very like very heavy, very synth laden, um, okay. and in parts also a lot more poppy. Um, and I think if you have these like large bassy um, and sonic environments, and you have this like what I still think is a very clear high pitched voice um, cutting through that, and that you know going on tangents that not not necessarily fit you know the established profile of the song or like your your established um framework that you normally hear then that's really off-putting um i i wanted to ask you something because um i just f- judging from what you said about the record i was wondering whether i was um correct about that um there's a song on there that i love very deeply uh, it's called dark matter um <laughs> Judging, judging by what you said, that should probably be one of your least favorite things to listen to on that record, right? Um, <laughs> yes and no. I, I know what you're getting at. I, uh, as with some of the uh, uh, quite a couple um, of the songs, I absolutely love the first half, and then it kind yeah. of loses me in the second half. I, I absolutely love the the. Um, Intro and the first verse again, super dark. This this is um, where like the can, uh, the Kanye uh, parallels are the most obvious to me. This sounds like an instrumental of of uh, Jesus or eight oh eight and heartbreaks. Let's or listen something. to it. Let's listen um, to it. But I just just let me finish the point because yeah, I yeah. know what you're getting at. You're getting at the the second half of the song because this is probably where her vocals are at the weirdest, um, and. Okay, now we can listen to it. <laughs> Let's listen to the whole thing. Oh, this is an, this is another thing that I kind of realized uh, that I uh, just struck me as as weird that a lot of the songs are super short, like in between yeah. two and yeah. two and a half minutes, which I think is a weird choice in the context of of the music that she's making, and especially some of the songs that I really enjoyed the most are like two. Where the shortest, right? Where the more of one, that, and, and exactly <laughs> this is where I'm like. Like, give me you more are, of that. Are, you are clearly <laughs> capable of, of you know, um, constructing a song and evolving ideas. Give me more of that. Make yeah. the song three, four minutes long. You uh, you would be clearly capable of it. Why aren't you doing that? That's like, 
was yeah. a kind of weird choice to me at times. But I mean, that's again artistic. Uh, I choice. love that we're not... on the same page for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's go. stop it here because up until this point i love this song it's super dark these um modulated warped vocals as a backdrop for the beginning then you have these really the 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 back end of a reverb tail of some of some synth super super dark the the 808 kicks they just kick ass it's it's great and now i want to let me let me put it, do it like that. I want to read you the lyrics of the part that is coming uh, that is coming up right now. Yeah, it's um, I'm gonna read it uh, off of uh, Genius.com. Well, if there's no light at the end except death itself, I should kill myself. If I kill myself, I never get to see if it was just a face. And then I will stand with the lighter, stand with the lighter, light up this tunnel and see if I get it. I want to live, but my heart's beating so heavy. Just beat with it lighter, just beat with it lighter. Like no one showed me, I know that you know me. I used to be with you, we used to be funny. We loved being happy, so proud and naive. Oh, we really believed that our life couldn't be all that bad. You know, next year... I won't be as mad. I would if I could, but I'm covered in ink. I would if I could, but I'm covered in ink. These are the lyrics of the second half of the song. Yep. And now, this is how they are delivered. Well, if there's no light at the end, except that they self, I should kill myself. Uh, if I kill myself, I never get to see if it was just a feather. And that I would send with the lighter, send with the lighter, light up this tunnel and see if I get it. I wanna live, but my heart's beating so heavy. Just beat it, be lighter, just beat it, be lighter, light. Like, come and show me, I know that you know me. I used to be with you, we used to be funny. We love being up, we're so proud and naive. But we really believe that our life couldn't be all that bad. You know, next year I won't be as mad. I would if I could, but I'm covered in ink. I would if I could, but I'm covered in ink. So. This is clearly, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems to me like a, a kind of an emotional climax even of the, of the album, right? Um, this, is, this is super dark shit, right? And I, 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 I mean, there's yeah. undeniably some 
something to the vocals. They're super passionate. There's there's emotional potential in there. There's, these are they are charged, but they are also super super strange to me. Um, where I'm not like the first couple of of listens, I was really unsure whether the subject matter and the way that it was delivered really fit together all that well. But I saw you, I you were really vibing to that. So maybe explain to just explain to me why that works for you. That's a good question. Um, so. First of all, fifty percent of the song that you just played up isn't it, it? It it's a platform. That's a build up, unlike unlike a few other songs. I think like the like the atmosphere that she establishes, the melancholy, the depth, um, yeah, just just the everything that leads up to that moment. Um, so the subject matter is really heavy, and I think there's something to be said about stripping that thing bare bone down to the vocals. Um, I feel like she has a certain understanding of shock value because this is clearly like point like like a poignant thing to do stripping all instruments away and just going a cappella with the heaviest subject matter in all of the song where it's usually this feeling that you get when you kind of <gasps> when you grasp and like you get a shiver right when all of a sudden you can hear a pin drop in an like in a theater, right? When there's a sudden seriousness to something that you didn't anticipate it and it just blindsided you. And I feel like when she draws it back from that point, um, when she gets to that plateau of the song, and she's just like, Well, if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, maybe I should kill myself. But if I do that, I'll never see if this was just a face. And um for me breaking it down to the bare minimum, breaking it down to only herself and like kind of filling this room. And again, this kind of also brings me back to this like um, my affection to reverb and her glass-like voice quality. Um, it's just delivered in such a simultaneously hurtful but clear and hopeful but broken way that I was just... I was just like, I feel that. I understand the emotion that you're trying to convey. Or at least I believe I understand the emotion that you're trying to convey. I, I feel the conflict. I feel the struggle. Um, more than even on a musical perspective, I, I, I resonate with that personally. And I think um, I would have wished like at simultaneously that this kind of like atmosphere that kind of gave me... Um, I want to say like a safety net, an emotional safety net um, continued with like the synthes and the the angle points. But I think it made it more powerful just listening to her articulate that. Um, okay, I think we, you, I wasn't clear enough about my, uh, you know, the, 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 the elements that gave me pause. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, I, I, can, you're, I can understand why you relate to the... Um, yeah. The subject matter, and I also agree with the choice um, to go go a cappella or close to a cappella at this at this point. That is very you, the reasoning you laid out is absolutely valid, and and I understand that. Uh, my, you know, the question marks that popped up for me were with her delivery, which I think is really. 
you know, this kind of, it's kind of fast. It's, yeah. It has this, this triplet kind of almost rap flow to a little bit. Absolutely. And there's, there's a bunch of uh, inflections going on and voices that she's doing. This is the part that, that struck me as strange, not the... Um, not the, the acapella thing. Okay, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I think that's what I meant when I earlier on said she's phrasing her lyrics more unconventionally than anyone I've ever heard. And I think that works because of the quality of her voice and the overall like composition, just the musicality of everything that's happening. Um, because I do think, like as you put it, there is no magic to that. That is an acquired taste. Because that's not something that is that is usual. Right, like I don't have yeah. I don't have a framework for this. I don't have anyone that I can quite compare this to, um, and I think it takes some getting used to. Um, and when you listen to it a while, I would actually be curious about that. When you listen to her most recent record, which is 2020, I would be interested if you listen to this this a bit more and then to the new record whether you can kind of anticipate what she's doing because I feel okay. like because I can feel I feel I can or I was okay. I felt like I was able to do that. I mean, there's maybe an argument to be made that this just further adds to the to the shock value of it, right? I think. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap it up here, so we're going on for way too long. Here. <laughs> um, again, I'm, this is, is pretty similar to what you said about um, uh, Stranger Heads Prevail. Uh, yeah. I liked it. I really liked it, and I really I want to like it even more. I want to love it. Um, but there's just some aspects of it that I'm not on board with yet, and I'm try. I'll keep trying to listen to to it and and and, and maybe get there. Um, but <laughs> all of that babbling aside, I, you know, one, we have to end this on a comprehensible verdict. And I had the record on in the car a couple of days ago because uh, I mean. Uh, time is sparse, and you have to use yeah. any minute. And my my uh, my girlfriend was was with me, um, and I just want to relay her verdict of the album, which was that's pretty good. So <laughs> I think we'll just, think we'll just nice. end it on that note. So I mean, in I. I thought that when we planned this episode that we were going to be shorter than usual, that we would be able... I was uh, I was being a fucking idiot by believing that we would be I able to... I bit my to, tongue. I bit my no, tongue. <laughs> uh, I, I think we, wanted, we, we would be able to spend like 15, 20 minutes per, per album. Um, we were clearly not. So um, having a bunch of segments ag once again would be a w stupid idea now. Um, so is there anything else from your side of things? Um, just like as a as a as a as a side thought, really. Do you know what Rube Goldstein uh, what what's what's oh, he shit. called? I was, do you know, uh, I was, do you know uh, what that uh, means? Uh, Rube Goldberg. Yeah. Okay, you know, so so you, you know yeah, I, I do. Um, um, because I because I looked it up in the process, and I was just wondering whether you had. had I came went, across went the that same phrase tangent. a couple of times, um, right yeah. around the same time, and I think this is maybe what I was getting at earlier. I wasn't uh, explicitly saying it because yeah. th this is why I believe they know what what kind of. Of course, song they it do. Is. That's I also this didn't like, say it. Yeah, <laughs> it's un just unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a Rube Goldberg machine is a is a machine that is 
unnecessarily complicated, right? G exactly. Like it's a machine it's based on a, to... uh, on a, a particular uh, series of, of comics by yeah. Rube Goldberg. Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a machine designed to do a menial task in a completely unnecessarily complicated and complex way. Sure. We should probably rename this podcast the Rube Goldberg podcast. <laughs> this episode can be called Rube Goldberging Around. <laughs> um, but on that note, um, thanks for tuning in once again. If you enjoy what we're doing here, feel free to follow us on our social medias. Recommend we're us to your parents. Slowly, we're slowly, slowly easing into being a little more active on Instagram, on Twitter. You know, the fi find the links down in the podcast and description thingy, whatever. Um, if you are there, um, hit us up with anything. We would love to interact with every single one of you. Um, we would love to hear your opinions on, on, on stuff we said on this podcast. And we are saying a lot of stuff and a lot oh, of that yeah. is very ob uh, objectionable right we know that just you know hit us up let us know um, objection objection on the on the same in the same vein if you really really want to uh, help us i guess you know write a review on in in apple podcast um what or whatever service you're using just write a re review let us know what you you think about the podcast um Tell a friend to tell a friend, obviously. Um, tell your parents, as you said. Tell your grandparents, <laughs> your, your siblings, any, anybody you might think might be interested in, in hearing two morons uh, talking about stuff. Just whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, and other than that, you know, just thanks for listening. Looking forward to, to uh, doing the same thing next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. 